Chris Kennedy says, yo, in control and I love the way you move. I don't know if he's talking about his devotion to her or the fact that she caused him to keep devotion. I don't know. I want to say big up to each and everyone locked in right now. Those on TuneIn Radio, the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Those on NIE Radio out of New Jersey. Much love. Those locked in on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. Welcome, welcome. Those on PEMG TV, much love. And of course, those right here at the home of the night with the DJ Kevin Steele. So glad to have you. Couldn't do it without you. You have my word, I wouldn't even try. I want to say big up to those joining in on Facebook Live. Yeah man, I'm glad you could join us. Yeah, man, I know you're in control. You're in control of this whole thing, you know. This whole thing. You, yeah, man, you are in control. Not me. I'm just along for the ride. All right. So, (laughs) as we get on this ride of a broadcast tonight. Oh, I need to to do one more thing. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsor. Thank you to Policy Media Group. Policy Media Group and being in a moment is prices they provide innovative streaming and recording solutions. Get them a call 754-999-6020. Tell them you heard about them on Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. And if you're wondering what can they do for you, everything you see here on KevinStew.com and more. So you have a church service, a funeral, a wedding, a party, a graduation, anything that you want to stream live. Talk to them about how to get it done. 754-999-6020 gets you in touch. Use my name. Or the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Either way. They'll know who it's who you who you refer who referred them. And where you heard it. Simple enough, right? I think so too. So once again, welcome to Real Talk on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Inviting you to call a friend, tell a friend to call your enemies, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends. Tell everybody. Real Talk is on right now. Live and in living color. So share, call, text, whatever you need to do to let some people know. We're on, we're popping, we're here. And um, to get you participating in the broadcast tonight you can also call text whatsapp telegram 773-789-7839 you can hit us up live on this broadcast jump into the stew pot on kevinstew.com and be interactive what is a stew pot you might ask it's what others call a chat room because of fancy on kevinstew.com it is the stew pot. It's where we keep things interactive and bubbling so come on in be a part of this let me hear some feedback from you um, because that's what we do. 
kevinstew.com is, is where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. And th- that's, at the end of the day, that is what we want to be, enlightened. So if you have nothing good to say, we are more enlightened that you really have nothing good to say. Either way, we're going to get something enlightening from it. All right? It's how you look at it. All right, so looking at tonight's topic, we're going through some aspects of relationships, so to speak. And really where it starts is that little thing that sparks that attraction. And it moves on to a particular place where people refer to it as being compatible. Now, understand, sometimes we have no control over choosing our partners. We meet someone, fall in love, and or stand in love as the case may be. And the rest pretty much takes care of itself. But sometimes the relationship takes a turn. Not necessarily a, a, a sweet turn either. Quite so. And we transition from idealizing our partner to becoming codependent on your partner or completely distancing ourselves from our partner. And you wonder, geez, what really happened? But understand, not all relationships have that happily ever after. And if you've experienced one or several unhappy endings, you might find yourself questioning your ability to find a compatible partner for yourself. There is no room for despair, as choosing poorly happens to everybody. And you can always try to consult a professional relationship advocate, but you should try to learn how to find a suitable partner for yourself. Mission impossible? We don't know. Mission difficult? Could very much be. According to lovetopivot.com, in romantic and other types of relationships, it's not uncommon for partners to share the same personality traits. On the other hand, there are individuals who have different but complementary personalities, yet they work perfectly together. So, do you choose a partner who has personality traits similar to yours, or do you try to find the perfect partner that complements your character? Now, of course, you have to know what is what. Hey, 45, welcome. The answer, if you can find one or pinpoint one, is that there's no definite answer. As there rarely is when it comes to matters of the heart. There are pros, there are cons to both types of partners. Those that are a bit different than you as well as those that you find to be quite similar. Now, there is something that is called 
the appeal of opposites. Now, <laughs> that in and of itself, the, the title alone sounds quite appealing. Some people prefer to be with a partner that shares character traits different from theirs. And this allows them to grow while in a relationship, look up to their partner and try to adapt the features they think they lack. Some individuals perceive relationships as, as teams and they find it favorable to have varying strengths and weaknesses that contribute to the complementary nature of their relationship. If you find you function perfectly with a partner who is opposite to you, then that is your answer. However, research suggests that it is similarities rather than complementary personality traits that help couples to persevere. The University of Kansas performed a study that included 1,532 couples. That's a lot of people. In 86% of the cases studied, couples that were similar in nature lasted longer. The only question I have to that is, longer than what? Longer than a week? Longer than a month? Longer than 10 years? Longer than what? Um, <laughs> it, it has to be noted that similar couples are in no way identical. Each person is different and we all share different values, different beliefs, different desires. It's about finding the balance between being similar enough to withstand the test that inevitably occur in relationships but to still possess some crucial differences that allow both you and your partner to prosper in the relationship. So, with that in mind, you have to kind of wonder, why then do people talk about opposites attracting so much? Is this really the case? Now, it may be possible to provide a simplified answer to the question of whether opposites really attract and conclude that people benefit from choosing their romantic partners based on their own preferences and feelings. However, delving deeper into the matter reveals that, at least statistically, the opposites' similarities conundrum is a bit more complicated. Just a tad. Experientially, there are four major zones of couple compatibility that influence how sustainable a relationship will be in the long term. It is these crucial differences between partners that can influence the long-term viability of a relationship. One, the first one on this list, worldviews. Now, if you and your partner share diametrically opposed views on life, it is difficult to imagine a non-conflicting, harmonious relationship. 
Now, this doesn't mean that differing ideas on, on life don't work when it comes to relationships. Having a partner who is different in areas of life that are not considered crucial for the survival of a relationship can help things it can help to keep things stimulating. However, differences in money management, raising children, political or religious views, these things can lead to strong arguments and ultimately can lead to the end of that relationship. Then there are basic activities. Choosing a partner who is predominant who predominantly likes to engage in activities similar to yours is one of the pillars of a successful relationship. And this allows you to share quality time, enjoying things that are fun and interesting. Again, this doesn't mean that if you need to that that, that you need to be joined at the hip in order to make relationship work. Each partner can retain a, a, a couple of independent activities that will help them to retain their own personalities in a relationship. Not because you enjoy the same things means that you must do the same things together all the time. Sometimes you can do the same things separately. Sometimes you can actually, it's fine to actually do different things. L- number three on the list is sexual relations. Now, varying sexual drives between partners can be a cause of some of the biggest problems in relationships. If one person desires sexual activity a few times a week, while the other is, is, is content with just a couple of times for the month, then it may be a little bit difficult to keep and to attain and maintain that relationship bliss you may end up with some relationship blisters but unless you can find a way to make that work and i guess this comes back to be the the compatibility bit because there are things that you can do to make that work again 7737897 still gets you in touch 7737897839 Call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. Um, what am I leaving out? Call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. Yeah, you can do all of those. Um, of course, you're encouraged to jump into the stew pot on kevinstew.com and, and participate there. You can remain anonymous. You don't need to register for anything. You don't need to sign up for anything. You can just go to kevinstew.com and boom, you're there. Just scroll down. You'll see the video. You'll see the, uh, the stew pot or what others call a chat room. And... You're interactive. Um, Number four on the list of the four basic things to have a successful, viable relationship. Basic temperament. Now, similarities in temperament are also crucial for a lasting relationship. You ever notice some people that you'd think that they've been together forever and they were just created to be together? The way they, 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 they just kind of gel and interact with each other while smaller differences in temperament are, are are desirable to keep things fresh when you have extreme differences such as a very introverted working with a very extroverted partner 
this will ultimately see their differing social appetites cause problems in their relationship. That one outgoing person with that one homebody, it might cause problems. Not guaranteed to cause problems. And this is my opinion now. So, this is not Dr. Kevin Stew. This is DJ Kevin Stew giving an opinion. That homebody might like their space. Although they love you, they don't like it when you're in their space all the time. So, if you have an are more outgoing you 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 have that outgoing personality and your partner is more of a homebody then you'll always make your partner okay let me not say you'll always make your partner happy because that would sound like your partner want to get rid of you you could very well make your partner happy by going out sometimes and leaving them to Enjoy their space and their time. So you go out and you get your happy cup filled up. They are left at home or left alone. And they get their happy cup filled up. So when you meet together, you have two happy cups. And one's, the one happiness isn't dependent on the other. So, of course, this is my opinion. This is not the information that is, that is being provided courtesy of love to pivot.com. It's just Kevin's you, Kevin Stew's opinion. DJ Kevin Stew's opinion, not Dr. Kevin Stew. All right? So, I don't know if you agree with that. If you don't, let me know. If you do, let me know. 773 When two people in a relationship are very similar... They can allow their relationship to become stale. When the two partners share too many personality characteristics, it can lead to an overly predictable relationship, which then takes quite a bit of fun out of it. Also, being with an overly similar partner for a long time can lead you both to becoming too comfortable in the relationship. And this can get you stuck in a rut, causing you to start drifting apart. Now, this really sounds a lot worse than it has to be. Relationships between similar individuals last longer and are a lot more sustainable in the long run. They just require some work. Not to say that all relationships don't. They do. Try to recognize the slow periods of of the relationship and put in some work to get things going again. Now, Choosing a partner that is compatible is not an easy feat. In fact, it is one of the most difficult things we all face in our lives. Some get quite lucky, while others put in a lot of work into their relationships, only to find them end with tears. So... How then can a person choose a compatible partner? Or does it just happen? Is there really a checklist that can help individuals to achieve this relationship bliss? Or is that just 
unicorns riding rainbows. Well, there are several things that can change in the way you approach your romantic interests that can help to find your partner that is compatible. Here are some things that you should keep in mind if you find yourself in poor relationships. Do not rush into committed relationships. Make sure you share important views on life. Try to find a partner that you can be yourself with. All right, let me pause right there for a moment. There are some people that are in what would be considered the prime of their lives. And they are yet to discover who they are. So being themselves might be a little bit tricky. Because if they're in a relationship acting a particular way and then they do some inventory, they do some soul searching, they might even go and do some therapy and find out that they're really someone else. It's not that they're really someone else. You know, they've tapped into their true self and now they're starting to live that. That could cause a problem. And more often than not, when we grow, this growth could actually end up being the demise to your relationship that you're currently in. But I digress. Let me continue with this list. Don't substitute sexual attraction for relationship potential. Oof. <laughs> How many times has that happened? <laughs> Stop looking for the same qualities in your romantic partners. Yeah, don't do that. Don't expect your partner to change in order to abide by your standards. All right. This is one of those things that you often hear the stories about. And the story goes something similar to, you know, when I met them, they were like this. But I could see the potential in them. So I decided I was going to work with them so that they could be better. Now, one school of thought would say, well, they're working with someone to, uh, to be their better selves. That's a good thing. You want that in a partner. You want a partner that will work with you as you go on your life journey. As you go on your search for the best you. But the partner that is trying to change you to be their perceived best you. That one is going to end up causing some problems. That relationship, I am pretty sure, isn't going to last that long. Hey, 13, welcome to the broadcast. Um, try stepping out of your comfort zone is the next one on the list. 
and try to get to know different people. And finally, do not hesitate to seek help from an experienced relationship advocate. So, some things that you can do to change the way you approach your romantic interests. Do they all work? Well, I would need to speak with someone that has tried all of them. I don't know. Perhaps you've been in multiple relationships, but find you've never managed to, to, to find the person who is completely right for you. Maybe you've never met someone you wanted to form a relationship with. Whatever the reason, seeking help with finding your significant other is nothing to be ashamed of. An experienced relationship advocates may actually be able to help you to do that. Hey, Marlon, big ups. Welcome to the broadcast, bro. Sometimes you just might need to change where it is that you're fishing. That pool that you're fishing for that partner from might be a tainted pool. So you might need to start going to new places, meeting new people, um, trying to do new things, really taking some time to be with you even and learning who you are, really learning who you are. These, all these things could change how finding that compatible partner may actually work out. Now, is there such a thing as a compatible partner? We're back to that question. Things that make you go, hmm. We're going to take a quick little break. We're going to say goodbye to Facebook Live. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more. Because one of the things that we have come to realize in finding this compatible partner is that we may end up idealizing in the relationship. And because we, we look at that partner as the best person ever. Have you done that? <laughs> How did that work out for you? Is it still working out for you? We'll find out in a little bit. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Call your friends. Tell your friends. It's Real Talk on the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. We're looking at compatibility and moving to idealizing. Now, is that where it stops? Is that where the train line ends? Is that all we need to know about? How to find that compatible partner and whether or not we're idealizing that partner in the relationship? Or is there more that we need to know? Stick around, bring in some friends, call up some people, share the broadcast, real talk. We'll be right back. Pulse Media Group, innovative streaming and recording has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. 
It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV. Part of Pulse Media Group. It takes an entire village to raise a child. Hello, I'm Paul Campbell, here to talk about Palace. Peace and Love Academic Scholarship. This nonprofit group supports students facing serious obstacles from entering or continuing their studies, not because the grades are failing, but due to the lack of financial support. Over the past eight years, Palace has awarded 600 scholarships valued at approximately 50.3 million Jamaican dollars or 415,000 US dollars. Together, we must build a better future for our children. Please visit www.palace1.org and make your donation to brighten the future of a deserving child. Palace Preserving young minds for posterity. Yes, my people. Check out I Read Funks on Reggae Global Radio. Every Saturday at 8 p.m. with Kev Stew, where I'll give you a pre-life. Brand new. Good for you. Kick it like a ball if you don't see a dance song. You hear that? Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. It's Christine representing for DJ Kevin. You see me, I say, I don't know the boss. You see me, I say, DJ Kevin's too. And the night shift radio show, yo, it at the thing, turn up the thing loud. Whoa. DJ Kevin's true of the heart of a champion. Never underestimate, just choose him. The silver line and the dark clouds. DJ Kevin's true, believe him, and that's no doubt. Sell out the night shift with a show, Christine. Just a heart to talk. Loud. Give me peace. The sound of rice. 
track called If I Loved You. I want to welcome you back to the broadcast. Thank you for calling a friend and telling a friend. The friends of your friends and enemy. Friends of enemies and enemies of your friends. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsor. Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea SU is a licensed massage therapist that comes to you. Operating out of Broad County, North Miami-Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She brings her table, she brings her oils and over 20 years of experience. I love you, I do. Give her a call, 954-655-9000. Or email her at theolata at att.net. She only has one request outside of paying her. You get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. When you call her, say, hey, listen, I heard about you from Kevin Stew. Are you really as good as he says? Will I fall asleep on your table? Is it true that he does? Come on, call her, ask her. And set up your appointment. Sound of Royce. Track called If I Loved You. Yeah, so it's not very often that people know when people love them, you know. They always know when they dislike them. <laughs> the mistake is not made there at all. But one of the things that actually turns out happens is individuals get idealized. Yeah, it's one of those things that happen when people fall in love. Who knew? During the initial relationship phases, when passion is at its peak, you are bound to see your partner in an exaggerated, idealized light. They are the best thing since sliced bread. Now, unfortunately, this perfect image always fades. Pum, pum, pum. And I think I need a sound effect for that. <laughs> and the less, ple- the, less, the less pleasant aspects of the relationship then rise to the surface. But do some people tend to idealize a little bit more than others? Is it something that is, is, is ingrained in certain personality traits? Why do people idolize? How do you stop doing it? And if, if, if you're going through something like love addiction withdrawal, how do you stop idolizing that person? Idealization is a psychological and biochemical process that happens when we create positive illusions about another person, exaggerating their virtues and ignoring their flaws. I like that. Creating positive illusions. In other words, you're fooling yourselves. When we begin to fall in love or recognize that we're standing in it, we tend to feel a strong tendency to idealize seeing the love interest as a bit more talented, a little bit more beautiful, more charming, more charismatic, more funny. 
than they actually are. There are many reasons why people do this. Some people idealize out of fear. Not really to face the fact that the person they're obsessed with is not perfect. Others idealize a past relationship because they want to validate their past decisions and strong feelings. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. You don't want to own the fact that you didn't make the right choice. That sounds harsh, doesn't it? But stop beating yourself up. This is, this, is, this is not the information. This is DJ Kevin Stewart's opinion. Right about now. Stop beating yourself up about that failed relationship. Because it isn't really a failed relationship. It's a life experience that you had that taught you something. And if you learned nothing from it, you are the failure. End of story. So, when we go through an infatuation stage in a relationship, a biochemical process happens in our brains. This process is quite similar to addiction, and we can do very little in terms of controlling it. As different chemical substances are altered and generated in your brain, such as phenylphthalamine, uh, neopinephrine, and dopamine, you may experience some symptoms during that infatuation stage. These symptoms include increased nervous excitement followed by cold sweats and flushing, stomach tingling, shivers, palpitations, extreme focus on that loved one, increased feelings of dependency, a strong desire to be one with that partner, heightened feelings of anxiety and euphoria. Gee, don't they have a term for that? NRE, New Relationship Energy? Yeah, that, that just encompasses NRE right there. The nervous excitement, the tingling in the stomach, the, the focus, the feelings of dependency, the desire to be one with that partner. Euphoria. Blissful. But an illusion. Exaggerating the virtues and minimizing the flaws of a person you're interested in is perfectly normal at the start of a relationship. But did you know that you may be protecting yourself from ambivalent feelings toward the person? In psychoanalytic theory, idealization is seen as a defense mechanism that helps us navigate our confusing feelings and maintain a positive image of the person that matters to us. So, when your friends and your family members and other loved ones are saying to you, listen, I really don't think you should go any further with this person. And you think that they're just hating on you and they don't want to see you happy or anything like that. They're seeing what you're not seeing. Because you are seeing through rose-colored glasses. 
everything that this person does for you is the best. If they walk and buck their toe, it's the cutest thing. And then you want to see if their toes are okay. And you want to be there for them. And you want to fix things when they go wrong. And, and it goes on and on and on and on. It's the ideal is the idealizing. Now, idealization as a defense mechanism is often mentioned in relating to splitting. We tend to split when we fail to bring together both the negative and positive qualities of a person into a, ho- into a realistic whole. They are either all good or all bad. And that is the splitting that they're referring to. Not the, the dissolution or the dissolving of the relationship. No, 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 no. The splitting comes with seeing that individual as either all good or all bad. And there's no middle ground in it. This black and white thinking process tends to start in childhood. When a child is unable to combine the bad and the good aspects of their parental figures, instead seeing them as either one is good or the other, one is bad. So it's not something that happens when you become an adult and you start to have these adult relationships. No, 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 no. And a lot of people tend to separate childhood from where they are at in their adult relationships. This is why your therapist takes you back, way back, back into time. Because it didn't just start when you hit puberty. It didn't just start when you were legal to buy alcohol. It started way before that. Throughout childhood and adolescence, idealization is a natural part of growing up. We tend to start with idealizing our parents, then our friends and partners as part of the separation process in our teenage and adolescent years. In adulthood, our tendency to idealize should start to wane, transferring, transforming into a more balanced and integrated sense of others and the self. But when it doesn't get appropriately integrated during adulthood, idealization is often followed by a pattern of devaluation. This combination is known as the idealization and devaluation cycle and can be characteristic of different personality disorders and behavioral conditions, such as borderline personality disorder or codependency and pathological narcissism. Individuals that are prone to idealization and devaluation are often also prone to splitting. They may view people in their life as either all good or all bad, idealizing them at first and then devaluing them by attributing exaggerated negative traits to them. For instance... If you are a target of a narcissist, they may subject you to excessive love bombing in the early stages of the relationship and then devalue you 
using different manipulation tactics such as stonewalling, gaslighting, and minimization. These things are, are, are the tools of the narcissist. But you get that oh-so-good, oh-so-great, up-on-a-pedestal thing. You have that happening initially. So, if you are that individual, then how do you work on moving past that point? So, whether you are putting an ex-partner on a pedestal, or you tend to see each new relationship as something more special than it actually is, and some people really do, there is a likelihood that you may still be dealing with past hurt and trauma. If you've noticed that you have a strong tendency to idealize your romantic relationships, then you might want to try some tips, and you can pull out your pen and paper for this one. Try to look into the past. You may be idealizing your relationships because you have unresolved trauma from your childhood or your adolescence. And exploring your past hurt may give you a new perspective. Then, next on the list is to learn to love yourself. Now, I'm thinking that this list is probably not in any particular order. So, learn to love yourself is next on the list. And they say, invest some time in taking care of and accepting yourself for who you are. Flaws and all. Self-love and care is the first step to integrating the conflicting parts of your personality. Again, if you don't know what love feels like, how are you going to give it to someone? You have to love yourself first and know that you're truly loving yourself in spite of. So you think you have a big toe on one foot and you walk with a limp and when you smile it is crooked and you have that one broken tooth and your left nostril is bigger than your right nostril all these things that you look at and you consider them to be flaws and you don't like yourself for it you really think that you're going to be able to show this real true love to this individual that is coming into your life that has some physical flaws however they're the best thing that could ever happen to you That's how you love past the surface. So, you can only do that though if you learn to love yourself. And you love yourself past your surface. Next is to understand that nobody is perfect. Here we come back to loving yourself. The key to overcoming your tendency to idealize is to accept the fact that people are complex things. With both positive and negative attributes that can all coexist within a person at the same time. Nobody is innately good or innately bad. They all have good traits. I have, some, have had some people in my life that I would never want to be friends with again. But it doesn't mean that these people have not done some good things. It doesn't mean that 
while they were friends, they didn't do some good things. Now, when you understand that nobody is perfect, when you understand that these things exist in an individual, then you can say, boy, you know, yeah, they can stay over there, however. I wouldn't tell you not to deal with them. So, understand nobody is perfect, and that can help you with the idealizing or <laughs> the <laughs> the um looking at the individual as as devaluing them yes that's 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 the word I was looking for um you want to work on your core wound in order to be at peace with the complexity of yourself and the complexity of others. You should work on understanding and healing some of your emotional, your core emotional wounds. If you can identify them all and, and work on them, then the better off you are. Hey, 486, welcome to the broadcast. And you do want to try to seek help from professionals. The best way to integrate difficult feelings and create healthier relationships is to reach out to qualified professionals who will give you the, the resources you need to live a happier life. And again, one of the, in, the important things is accepting your own flaws. Learning to love yourself. When you can accept your flaws, you should be able to then accept other people's flaws. Because nobody knows your flaws like you. And if you don't know your flaws and other people know your flaws, you need to get to know who you are. You need to meet yourself. Because, again... You can't give what you don't have. You cannot give of what you don't know. So, I have, I have a friend that I remember telling her that I am a better friend to her than she is to me. And the purpose of us being friends is more for her benefit than it is for mine. And she thought I was being so cocky and self-centered and whatever else. And I'm like, okay. Then her mother told her the same thing. And at that point, she started to believe. And I was like, see? And I didn't put your mother up to it. When you recognize certain things, don't be afraid to accept it. I have also seen where I was the opposite to someone else. And that relationship came to an end. And I had to own my role in that. I had to accept that something in my personality just did not work there 
and I had to love me through it. Because if I didn't, then other people coming into my life. And, and you don't live in a bubble. You're going to constantly be meeting people. You're going to be constantly starting new relationships. And someone that you meet next week could end up being your best friend for the rest of your life. Why? Because this week you took the time out to get to know you. So the person that they met or the person that they meet will be the real you. And you get to be your true self with that person. So you know that that connection, if they want to keep coming around you, if they want to keep hanging out with you, if they want to take that relationship even further, you know that it's genuine. Because they know you. And you know you. See how that works? Beautiful, isn't it? It's about uh, the top of the hour and we're going to take another quick little break. But when you get to that point in a relationship where you find that it's time to bring the curtains down, there is something that, that happens after. And it's it's kind of weird. We start to distance ourselves. Now, sometimes this happens as the relationship is going on and the curtain is on the way down. Sometimes it is a thing that brings the curtain down. It's a thing called emotional distancing. And I guess this is what happens when you start to devalue people that are in your life. The ones that you once held up there and put up there on that pedestal. Something happened. There was something that had to happen to bring them down. And now they're the most vile thing. So, of course, we're doing the splitting thing because they were either pedestal worthy or grave worthy. One or the other. Nowhere in between. And the ones that end up being the latter, now you start distancing yourself from them. You start detaching. And when we come back from this break, we're going to look at some of those detachments. We're going to look at what being emo- what emotional distancing is. Call up some more friends. Tell some more people. Because the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew continues and it's still real talk. So come talk with me. We'll be right back. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse E-Media Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse E-Media Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse E-Media Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Okay, so five times. 
tacos with cheese and a large soda. That's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, 10,000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Greetings and salutations. This is DJ Kevin Stew inviting you to bubble up and simmer down with me in the Saturday Stew right here on Reggae Global Radio. Get ready for the special segment called The Secret Ingredient, where you may hear from your favorite artist or producer. Saturday Stew happens every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time exclusively on ReggaeGlobalRadio.com, where we get high on reggae. Matthew 28:19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind, and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com your links to worship and praise. Yes, yes, yes. A Carmantino, I'm making no say right now. You are locked in to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. David Powell welcoming us back from the break. Track is called Relationship Still Alive. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsor, Reggae Global Entertainment, for sponsoring this segment of the broadcast. Reggae Global Entertainment will act as your booking agents, handle your tour management, take care of your legal service referrals, business registrations, music production, marketing and promotion, and much more. Get them a call, 954-804-8199. That's 954-804-8199. You can also check them out on reggaeglobalentertainment.com. Thank you, Reggae Global. You know, our relationship is still alive, right? Speaking of Reggae Global, you can catch me on Reggae Global Radio each and every Saturday at 8 p.m. That's where I do a thing we call the Saturday Stew. Yeah, you get in touch with the more musical side of me, you know, you get to hear me more as a DJ playing music than a DJ talking. The track is called Relationships Still Alive, artist goes by the name David Powell, and um, the real talk is still alive as we go through in this 
segment of the broadcast before we get into musical therapy. And um, <laughs> before we went off on the break, we <laughs> we we were touching on the subject of emotional distancing. And all we're going to do is find out what it is and actually what causes it. Keep in mind, when your relationship started, when you were choosing your partner, you were not emotionally distant. And something must have happened during the course of the relationship that caused you to either... Well, you are your partner to become emotionless. And once you start holding back your emotions, some other things start happening. You start allowing anger to enter into the relationship. And that is, is a surefire way to get to a quick end. It's not healthy to allow emotional distancing to fester in a relationship. You want to be aware of what emotional distancing is and what causes it and try to detect the reasons behind you becoming emotionally distant. It's always best to consult an experienced relationship advocate to help you though. And you you but in doing so you you actually first need to know what and why it is happening to you. Now, emotional distancing or emotional detachment is the inability of an individual to completely engage with their own feelings or the feelings of others. Severe emotional distancing can start interfering with a person's social, emotional, psychological, as well as physical development. Emotional distancing can be temporary. In response to a stressful or unpleasant situation or ongoing, which appears in, in, in people who suffer from attachment disorders. Whatever kind of emotional distancing you're experiencing, you should try to find professional assistance to help you cope with it and to overcome it. Those of you who were tuned in last night would have heard me talking about stress and some of the, the, the ailments that come along with our either they manifest as a result of stress or they're enhanced as a result of stress. And there it was an emotional component to it. And here we come back to being emotionally distant from an individual. And one of the reasons could very well be because of stress. Some of the most common symptoms of emotional distancing whether in a relationship or with loved ones, include suffering from low self-esteem, becoming completely ambivalent, exhibiting very bad listening skills, constantly challenging in, in intimate relationships, not opening up or having great difficulty doing so, and experiencing lack of verbal, physical, or sexual contact. Emotional distancing in relationships could actually be caused by several different factors. Determining the cause behind you or your partner 
becoming emotionally distant is a first and vital step in overcoming such emotional problems. And how do you go about doing that? Well, sometimes it all begins with being um, with, a, with a benign reason as craving some alone time, believe it or not. If you or your partner do not have sufficient time to dedicate to themselves or yourselves, you should try discussing it and find time for you and you alone. Because that might be the great reset that you need in your relationship. That might be the thing that that reignites that connection if it is waning. If you or your partner have recently suffered some emotional strain, it can be what is what triggered the, the, the act of emotional distancing. There might be some emotional distress in there. And ex- experiencing emotional, um, extreme emotions can actually lead an individual to withdrawing and becoming emotionally distant for a time. It may not be... A, permanent but that time wouldn't necessarily be a designated length of time you wouldn't exactly know it just depends on how that individual works through it sometimes you or your partner are no longer as emotionally invested in your relationship as you used to be losing interest in relationship not putting enough effort and avoiding intimacy are are different factors that can lead to problems with emotional attachment because that thing that helped to, to, to bond, create that bond that you have, or to maintain that bond that you have, has started to fade. And that can cause problems. Sometimes you can start feeling that your partner is too needy or not needy enough. This leads to taking an emotional step back, which in turn leads to your partner pushing even harder for answers and explanations, which quickly turns into a vicious cycle of pushing and falling back, climaxing in in, in complete emotional detachment. Now, that's not the climax that you want to go for, but that is where you're going to end up. When you or your partner begin to experience emotional distance it can quickly become very hurtful and one of you will then start to become overly critical of the other leading to emotional withdrawal and further emotional distancing and this withdrawal will make you feel even more distressed which will lead to even more criticism without an end in sight. So it becomes the cyclical or the cycle of criticism and distress and distress and criticism and criticism and distress and it just goes on and on and on like the, ne- the song that never ends. Whatever the causes and the reasons behind emotional distancing it is important that you consult with an experienced relationship advocate. And I guess this cannot be stressed enough. Relationship therapists exist. So, 
if these therapists are good at what they do, why not consult with one? Or a few. I should make that a tagline or something. But really, why not? Why not get the help that you are looking for from someone that is impartial, that specializes in relationships? Could they just be qualified um, by way of doing a course and wanting to make money off of you and tell you things to keep you coming back? Yeah, that's possible too. But I guess you quickly find out those individuals. Either way, talk to somebody. So what does it mean when you distance yourself from people? Sometimes the cause behind becoming emotional and distant is simply a lack of excitement in your life. As simple as that may sound, the feelings you're experiencing are still hard and difficult to deal with. Distancing yourself from people close to you, be they your partner, your family member, your friends, it's, it's, it's never easy. And you may want to try to do something to change it. So, what then can you do? How can you try to make it different? Well, for one, you could get a pet. The affection pets show can help promote emotional bonding. And their natural excitability can help you find the excitement that you've lost. Now, in getting a pet... If you happen to choose a fish, do not expect to get the excitability from that pet. A fish does not get excited to see you. A fish gets excited when you feed them. That's not because they see you. But I digress. Start taking long walks in beautiful settings or start taking your car for drives um, through interesting and exciting scenery. Try to promote interaction with the environment to stop yourself from feeling dull and isolated. Take drives, take walks. Go out. Try finding a new hobby. Challenge yourself in, in, in fields that you have not tried before. Try to learn how to play an instrument. Find something to become engaged in and let it embellish your daily life. Do something different. Learn a new skill. Go out and find some new friends. Sometimes you need a fresh friendship to take you out of the rut you're finding yourself in. Then these people can show you new experiences. Open you up to new events and show you a completely different side of life. They may actually be that key that unlocks you connecting with who you really are. And if all else fails, consult with a professional. Someone that can help you to overcome the emotional problems that you're facing. Now if you've noticed that you're starting to emotionally distance yourself from your partner more and more, it is time to take a look at some of the reasons why that might be happening. And 
according to lovetopivot.com, there are three main reasons why you might be distancing yourself from your partner. One, prolonged distance. And couples go through different emotional periods together. Sometimes they feel more distant, while other times they feel really close together. If you stop spending time together, enjoying engaging activities, or start spending prolonged time away from each other, you can become more and more emotionally distant unless you change these habits. It might be unresolved conflicts. You know that conflicts in a relationship are normal. But if you should always try to... One of the things you should always try to do is to, 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 to resolve your conflicts and not leave matters unfinished. Your unresolved issues can cause long-term resentment. And those can lead to severe emotional distancing between you and your partner. And the third thing, if you're experiencing a prolonged period of sexual inactivity between you and your partner, this may be a signal that you're growing further and further apart emotionally. It is not guaranteed to be a signal, however, but it could be. Find out what it is that is that wedge that is finding itself between you and your partner or partners as the case may be. Find out what it is that enables you to be considered compatible with someone else. Find out why it is that you're idealizing or devaluing someone that is in your life. Ask these questions when you start new relationships or you, well, meeting someone new is starting a new relationship. So ask, look into these things. Pay attention. Get familiar with you. Get familiar with the things that you're doing. Ask the whys. Ask the whens. Ask the hows. And maybe then you can find what it is that makes someone compatible with you in a relationship of any kind. You'll find why it is that you idealize and why you devalue. And you very well would find out why you're emotionally distancing from your partner or a member of your family or your everyday friend the reasons behind all of these things don't just work with your intimate relationship they work with all relationships because the common denominator in these relationships is you This is the sound of Fiona. Do your better days. 
track is called Shoulder. I want to thank you all for giving me a shoulder to lean on tonight. Thank you for your support. I do encourage you to join me again next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for more Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. Remember, you can catch me on Saturday for the Saturday Stew on Reggae Global Radio, 8 p.m. Eastern. As I get out of here, I want to encourage you and remind you to look out for members of your community. Your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. Whether you walk, ride, or drive, take the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train. The people you pass along the way, these are members of your community. Do, do something good for one of them today, because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is DJ Kevin Stewart, so I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 10 p.m. Eastern. as I get out of here I want to encourage you to be good but if you can't be good be good at it until we meet again thank you to the affiliates NIE Radio Foundation Radio Network ClintonLindsay.com PEMGTV.com from this place where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment, kevinstew.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world. From right here in South Florida, I bid you a good night. chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trash. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one. In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. In English, and in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today. The only thing I didn't learn today. The only thing I didn't learn is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk. 
from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.